This show contains badass material and foul f***ing language. Some people may find offensive. What else did you expect? Nostalgia really whips the llama's ass. How's it going, everybody? This is Chewy. And this is Monica. And we are from the podcast titled Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends. <laughs> Where we talk about stuff like horror films, shows, and folk legends. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podchaser. Like us and give us a review. I'm Lisa. And I'm Agnes. And together, we are Sass and Sips, a watch rewatch podcast. We want to personally invite you to check out our podcast, where we'll be discussing TV shows from two perspectives. One who has seen the show before. And one who's not so sure. While we drink a lot. <laughs> I mean, like a lot, a lot. <laughs> Every season, we will focus on a new show. And for our first season, we have chosen the iconic show, Lost. We hope that you will come over and check us out. We can be found on your favorite podcast platform or at sassandsips.com. If you're down for drinks, friends, and television, then make sure you listen and subscribe. Because we're down for all of it. Yes. So listen with your bestie, open your favorite bottle, and sip and sass with Sass and Sips. Trailer Park Boys um, just celebrated their 20th anniversary. Incredible. Incredible. It's wild, man. That's a long time. I was telling Dawn, my wife, that uh, I was in front of the television the moment the first episode aired. And I remember it still, like, it coming on and saying, up next to Showcase Original, Trailer Park Boys. What's this? I don't even know what this is. And, so you went in blind. You had no hype? Totally blind. And so I was lucky, I guess, as a because I was in Cole Harbor, and the very first thing you see is, I forget, something, some penitentiary or jail. I forget exactly what it says, but it says Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. And I'm like, huh? Yeah. Even just how Ricky talked, it was like, just identifiable, I guess, as a Nova Scotian watching it, even cold. I was like, well, this is immediately like up my alley, you know? It's almost like Seinfeld. Like they represent some form of humanity that we all have inside of us. <laughs> It is, that is funny you put it that way. Like um, each of the three of them in a way represent like what's the, what, like the id, someone's like yeah. the essential things that make up, I guess, everybody. You got Bubbles who's kind of smart. He's he's thinking a little more logically. He's like super loyal as a friend. He's emotionally intelligent. Yeah. And then you got Julian who maybe is like, he's the more ambitious. He's the most ambitious out of all of them. He wants nothing but great things for everybody you know he's the entrepreneur yeah and then you got ricky who is when you're up jumping on jumping off sheds super drunk into like snow piles or like you know that type of part of your brain that just wants to be crazy you know and just have fun all the time he's the good friend that some people are like i don't know about this guy but if you know him you love him (laughs) 
That's kind of like us. So this week on Nostalgia, Kyle and I are not going to be talking about Trailer Park Boys, but we are going back in a certain time period. And I thought that after this week's kind of uh, very brief interactions on Twitter, seems like people are loving the thought of strolling the aisles of the old video stores in our memory bank. Oh. So as much as you and I, Kyle, have talked about this in our personal lives, let's expand on that a little bit more tonight and just kind of uh, name our top rentals, the ones that we always would go back to Mm -hmm. um, if we didn't buy them. Now, for me, I rented a lot over and over. Um, Probably shouldn't have, but I always wanted to get new stuff. But there were always some there were some titles that I would always go back to. And if I didn't own them, I own them now because I need them because I still think about them. So um, I, I have I have a little stack here. Uh, a v- oh, you actually brought a stack. I got a VH stack. Okay, I love it. Okay, I'm into it. What would be a big memory for you of video stores? Part of the fun, I guess, of looking back through video. It's not. It's not just one video store, is it? It's like you have memories from so many video stores around, like where we live, Halifax. And like parts of the city that you'd frequent. So like, you know, thinking of where I grew up in Cole Harbor, I had Venus video, I had Hollywood video, and I had Blockbuster video. And then on like the Halifax side of things, there's like Rogers video and Jumbo video and video difference. And where my dad used to live in like um, the south end of Halifax, there was this little video store. And this is probably where most of my memories um, in terms of what we're talking about today. It's like, it was this little video store that was in like an apartment building. You know, this is at the bottom of a big apartment building complex. They'd have stores yeah. just in the very bottom floor. I mean, they still do today, but so yeah, it was called gigantic video and it was just oh, this little, yes. Oh, you know that store? I remember gigantic video, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It was just this little store. It didn't, you know, it didn't have much, but what it had was just like, you know, those really narrow kind of out, like aisles that you'd walk down and lots of horror and lots of like, I remember just like those weird kind of gems, those covers that you'd see and they like yeah. entice you from in you like, like just the, the joy of walking down those aisles and looking at those covers and bringing mm-hmm. them home and not sure, you know, I guess what you're going to see. Yeah. It's kind of like my favorite parts of, I guess when I'm talking about memories of video stores, that was always the best part was just browsing, not knowing what you're looking for the discovery yeah yeah that's so funny that a store called gigantic video did not have a large selection i know that was part of its charm it was just like it was basically a corner store and they just called it gigantic video half half of half of it was a corner store like food and snacks and bread and all that stuff and then just it was like almost the back section of their retail space was Mm -hmm. vhs's everywhere kind of movie memory, I guess, specifically from gigantic video. I remember, remember the hard shell VHS cases. Mm. They were like yes. little plat and you had to like really kind of grab them and open them up like a, yep. a clamshell, I guess. Um, but the original cover of the evil dead mm. where she's like reaching out of the ground yep. and the quote, you know, from Stephen King, the most ferocious horror film I've ever seen. I forget the quote, but um, that is, I mean, the Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two. The whole that whole trilogy was just such a big part of my movie education, I guess. And in, in those years, was heavily influenced by 
the Evil Dead trilogy. But yeah, that original Evil Dead clamshell was a great. I wish I had that. Yeah, that would be a good one to have. Mm-hmm. My earliest memories of uh, video stores were were similar to yours. It wasn't so much like the video rental stores. It was like the mom and pop convenience store location. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are surprised at all, Kyle, it was, in fact, Dr. Otto. Oh, God. <laughs> the second time I've ever seen that VHS cover. That's too, too many times by many <laughs> standards. So this was frequently rented. Um, I was a huge Ernest fan, and I still am to this day. Um, I remember distinctly being a kid, and just just as you would with any horror cover that really jumps out at you, something about this cover really jumps out to you. Mm-hmm. Like there's something about that as a kid that you're like, "What is this?" His and plus it had Ernest on the <laughs> on the cover, and I was like, "Well, I must love this then." Just letting people know, you know, just in case you didn't know, it's it's Ernest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it says Jim Varney, Ernest, <laughs> in his first full-length motion picture. Ernest is in it. Well, it depends on which version of VHS that you have. Uh, there's a version where it starts with Ernest addressing us, Vern, mm-hmm. as he as his character does and everything. Um, and then the movie ends with Ernest as well. Uh, but the version I have does not have Ernest in the beginning. There's no preamble. It just gets right into uh, the insanity known as Dr. Otto and the riddle of the gloom beam. And uh, so I've rented that, uh, I don't know, dozens, dozens of times. I don't know of a trip to that corner store growing up in Lower Sackville um, until I moved to Halifax when I was five. But um that didn't include some sort of earnest rental Mm -hmm. and to expand on that another (laughs) earnest tape the earnest film festival and it said it was 101 of his greatest commercials and bloopers and that got a lot of wear from me i know it Um, 101 commercials yeah oh yeah you show me some of those i think one one i mean they're they're incredible he and his crew would film dozens of spots per day for several different products all over America, basically. And uh, those gimmicks that he did in those 30 second spots were what we saw in the movies to come. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's my little mini Ernest tangent, but Ernest was such a huge part of my video renting experiences. And then outside of that, was my fascination with just horror posters. Yeah. You go into some of those big, the big box rentals, like Jumbo Video, for instance. You'd go in, they'd have the popcorn already popped. You go get that little bag, you walk around, and then just like a fat kid, and you go back for more. And yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, dude. The, pop, the popcorn in Jumbo Video. Wow. Yeah. And they had like those behind glass posters but all over the place. And it was incredible. And they were and and the horror posters, as you remember, like horror from the eighties, their artwork was incredible. And the movies were sometimes garbage, but it didn't matter. It was the box that made you pick it up and say, I'm taking this home because the <laughs> box did the work for you. Yeah, exactly. One poster in particular that stands out to me still to this day is Fright Night. The oh, iconic uh, the 
the the vampire in the clouds above the house it's a memory burn like yeah. if you say fright night i think that poster right away i don't even think the movie i just think of that because i would go home as a kid knowing i can't watch that movie but i know that there's a movie that goes along with this incredible artwork mm-hmm. i think it's more of like the peripherals that exists within video stores, not so much about the videos themselves. Mm-hmm. Even if you rented a movie once when you were a kid, how many times did you watch that in that weekend? Did you watch it only the once or did you watch it a couple times? Yeah, that's true. I, I think, yeah, depending on the movie, I guess it would definitely sure. be a couple times. Yeah. Um, it most, you know, you'd watch it the night of mm-hmm. and then you had to return it by what? What was like, it was like four? Remember when video stores would charge you like 70 or like a quarter or something to, if you didn't rewind, like what a money grab that is It's literally like the easiest thing to do. Like, bro, I would, I would be happy to pay any late fees, rewind fees, just to have a place to rent movies, to not rewind them, to take them back at this point. Very true. It It's just, it's so sad to think that this kind of legacy and culture just doesn't exist for future generations, let alone them, just us for right now. Like it was just such a thrill to go to a video store and just browse and, and discover things. Or, you know, you talk to someone that worked there and they're like, Oh, do you like this? Well, you're going to like this. It's funny how you get like a little like relationship built with someone, almost like Elaine does in Seinfeld where it's like this person, this person gets me. Vincent. Yeah. Yeah. Vincent's picks. (laughs) Memories are, are uh, about that are not necessarily about the content that was enjoyed. It was more about getting there or mm-hmm. what were the surrounding factors that brought you in. Mm-hmm. And when you're a kid, the stuff that's not meant for you, the box art, you're relying on the write-up or like the couple like screen grabs that are on the back of the box or something like that, that, you know, are kind of horrific. Uh, one for me that stands out still to this day is Nightmare on Elm Street 1. And on the back of that, which I never rented when I was, you know, really young, the back of Nightmare on Elm Street 1 in my memory is um, Freddie on top of Marge, um, Nancy's mom in bed, on fire. So oh, it's a yeah. still of him, like, hunched over her, but just in flames. It's funny the, the images they decide to kind of pick as, like, you know, marketing tools when they might be just yeah. tiny parts of the movie. Like, another one for me, and I'm thinking of that, I definitely rented a lot. Like definitely grabbed me with the cover is uh, Lomberto ba- Bava's Demons. And you, oh, sh- yeah. you shared me that, that picture earlier of like, that's the original. That cover of Demons was that weird, gross looking little goblin ghoulish monster that only appears, I'd say, what? He's like in it for 10 seconds of the movie Maybe. towards the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, but it's just such a you know crazy image that they put on the cover to kind of market it. Um, I love that yeah. stuff. Demons, yeah. man. Demons is a big one, I would say. In Search of Darkness, one and two now. And the I was just going to say, you must be loving In Search of Darkness. I just took note of what was in the background. Like when they zoom in on the cover, you see the surrounding ones. Oh, well, I'm going to go check that one out. I'll check that one out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I thought, at first, I thought they were going in sequence by showing all like the ones in the line button. And it's just random covers. Like It's like a big collage. Yeah. It's the trailer, it's the ads, it's the poster, and then you finally see it and you walk out. It's like an experience. I mean, luckily, we still have movie theaters for that. I was thinking Hereditary. I'm also thinking a movie like The Witch or like when I saw Mandy for the first time at a film festival. Right. 
was really, you know, I guess it, you know, luckily we still have movie theaters for those kind of like, you know, right, what, the, what the, the WTF kind of moments yeah. where you just like walk out of something and you're like, yeah. whoa, you know. It, it's true. You know, you're, you've let you've let your guard down. You've welcomed something into your house, almost like a vampire, right? Like you've invited in this sort of unknown to entertain you or take you away. You go to a movie theater and you hope that you have a good experience because yeah. you spend all that and whatever. You went to a video store. You still hope to have a good movie when you come out of it. But sometimes, again, like I've said, it's it's the experience that was bigger than what you watched. Yeah, and maybe there was maybe there's something to that about being younger too, like mm. not as I guess old as we are now, but yeah, being <laughs> like young and especially the horror fans you know, being young and being alone in your house late at night in your basement, curled up with the movie you just rented, like mm-hmm. that's that's a great feeling, you know. Totally. You got all your treats, and it's just oh. you, you know, Bro. you and the TV. I guess yeah. you know that's good times right there. So you're at Blockbuster, and they have all of those partitions. Oh, as you're walking towards the, the cash. Yeah. And there's just so much treats, man. Treats oh. all nibs and Twizzlers and Skittles and Sour Patch and like just all of the trash. And you just, you just couldn't help it. You could have went to the dollar store. You could have bought nothing and been a healthier individual, but you got them anyway. Oh yeah, even back then, those big bags of M and M's were like ten bucks. Jesus, <laughs> more than the movie you're about to rent. Like carnival experience. But even Blockbuster, I mean, they just did that. They they perfected that kind of. Even though it was big corporation or whatever, it's like the experience of exactly what you said. It's a carnival. You walk in there, the colors, the, all the TVs are on, um, the sounds bright, the lights are bright. It's just it feels like you're in a it represented the movies, I guess, as an idea, as a feeling very well. Blockbuster yeah. excelled at that, you know. And that was part of the fun about renting the part of the, like, like we're talking about, part of the fun about the movies is going to Blockbuster to get a movie. I, I couldn't wait to go to Blockbuster. I love Blockbuster, you know. Yeah. What were yeah. some of the other movies that are still with you today? Rental experience that you're like, man, I remember when I rented this the first time. I'm trying to, th- like, it's, it, there's so many. The first time I ever watched Halloween, let's say, and then my love for John Carpenter movies. Like, I remember specifically, you know, Blockbuster had, you know, The Fog and Escape from New York and um, Halloween and They Live and just the the white, the white shell, the white clamshell, the Blockbuster kind of thing. I just yeah. remember, like, you know, just go trying to rent as many John Carpenter movies as I could. Um, yeah. Enter the Dragon. Oh, Enter the Dragon. I rented oh, that. I must have rented that a lot. I was a big Bruce Lee kick for a long time. Uh, well, not, it's probably not a long time. It was probably like two months when I was 16 or 15 or something. But all those movies like Chinese Connection, Enter the Dragon. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, Fissa, Game of Game of Death. Fissa oh. Fury. Oh, man. <laughs> Martial arts movies. Man. Yeah. Those is a kid. You just wanted to fight. You just had you no thought, idea. You thought you were Bruce Lee and you'd like jump around and kick. Like, <laughs> I love to see Kyle throwing down in the parking lot at Cole Harbor. I'd be like, I'm, I just pulled something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I tried to do a cartwheel like when I was over at my dad's for a barbecue um, not too long ago. Man, I cannot do a cartwheel anymore. <laughs> I couldn't uh, imagine doing a side jump kick, Bruce. Uh, Kyle, in your fourth decade, stop it. No, never. This isn't a horror film at all. This is a nice childhood nostalgia pick. Teen Wolf. <laughs> Man, you are sitting on some gems, brother. I wonder. Oh, yeah, I always loved this, like, the back is like a nice class kind of photo. Mm. It's not from the movie itself. They're all, like, looking into the Yeah. Anyways, it's like a PR shot. Exactly, yeah. Teen Wolf is big, man. Teen Wolf. I still... I have Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf is big. Yeah. That's wicked. Keep going. Keep going. I love Here's it. another one. Another rewatch. Like, yes. endlessly rewatchable. Um, again, original... I can't believe all these original VHSs I still have. I just haven't brought them out in so long. The Karate Kid. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> This is how old this VHS cover is. It comes from the side. Ooh, yes. Right? Yes. Again, I think what you were talking about, those like three paned yes. photos. The screen grabs, yeah. Showing the back of the case. That's amazing. That's excellent. Yeah. This was one that I frequently rented. Ah, yes, Tremors. This <laughs> you love Tremors. Bro, I love it. I love I love nature run amok movies. So when, there was a video store at the end of my grandparents' street, Tulane's Convenience, and in the back they had all of the videos into categories. On the far left, they had horror. As soon as, as soon as you walked in, I'd head left. I'd go straight down. <laughs> it would just be this little little cupboard that you'd walk into and have three sides, but it was just tapes, just all sides were covered. And the next one was like comedy. And then the next one was action. And like, like they did, they had it together. They knew what to do. The tremors poster was in the front window. This image up close as a kid, like this close, like looking at the window. <laughs> so cool. Although I did always find that it did kind of look like roast beef. Yeah, he does, I guess. Yeah. Um, also one of my favorite movies of all time. And this one specifically was from my days where, when I worked at Blockbuster Video for like eight months or something, it was one of the best jobs ever for a kid. And that's, uh, totally. like I had like 200 rent, like you get free rentals. I had 200 rentals and this is a movie I discovered there. And mm-hmm. it's my favorite, my favorite movie of all time. Taxi driver is <laughs> timeless, timeless. Yeah. It exists within Grindhouse as it does within respected cinema. Yeah, it's a gritty movie done, just happens. Very dark, gritty, like a, a hero a hero you don't even really like. And about the seedy underbelly of like New York City, mm-hmm. done by a major Hollywood studio with a major Hollywood director. <laughs> you know, it's like a, as mainstream in terms of Scorsese and De Niro and continuing on the trend of super dark gross seedy underbelly movies starring major hollywood actors uh, another movie i discovered while working at blockbuster video um and what's interesting is blockbuster never carried the uncut version nc-17 version which i have in my hands they only ever carried the r-rated version which i found very interesting maybe it was like part of their i don't know who knows what what that was about but bad lieutenant Starring Harvey Keitel. Another movie we talked about, but check it out. Rated NC-17. Oh, that's a kiss of death. (laughs) Bad Lieutenant. That is a kiss of death. That's a great back cover, too. 
You told me that there was, what's the quote on the front? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like, cause Roger Ebert, um, yes. He gave it four stars initially, but then also gave it uh, 10 best films of the nineties. Like, um, Keitel has given us one of the great screen performances in recent years. Roger Ebert definitely helped legitimize an otherwise, like in terms of mainstream audiences, like a pretty unviewable, unwatchable movie. You know, it's, it's pretty, pretty dark, pretty bleak. It's, it's incredible that a Roger Ebert quote of positivity shows up on the same cover that has an NC-17 rating. That's true. Oh, I got, here's, here's one. And, and this is a definite re-rentable, um, re-watchable over and over. But this one has to be viewed with friends because this is, this is like one of those movies that you share with friends, possibly under the influence of things you maybe inhale. Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. Yes. yes. <laughs> Look at that. I can't believe I still have this on VHS. Yeah. Paramount. No, that, this is a great movie. I've, we watched this so many times, man. So good. So endlessly quotable. Like the opening scene with where he meets Chong. Um, Chong's hitchhiking for some reason with his whole drum set. And Cheech pulls up in his like super pimped out, you know, <laughs> car with all the tassels and picks them up and Chong gives them oh yeah no yeah they smoke this huge joint that's like this big and then Chong, Cheech starts freaking out and Chong gives him some some pills to take and he's like oh wait don't take those because it's a whole like handful of acid it's just oh, such God. a great, great scene um here's one <clears throat> now this one I'm cheating it double dips but I think it's still good nonetheless it's both Terminator one and two. And that's a classic VHS box set right there. Look yeah, at that. you get the two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not separated by anything. Just no, no, you just jam them in there. <laughs> Here's another fun filled. This is a party film. If ever there was one. Like this is a friend, hang out, watch it all the time movie. And I don't even know where I got this, but I have one. Oh. Return of the Living Dead. This is what that clamshell I was talking about where you yeah, actually yeah. pry it open. Yeah, oh, baby. Look how old. Look. Oh. Now this is a piece of this is Nova Scotia nostalgia for you right here. Check this out. The oh, original. the restricted Department of Consumer Affairs. <laughs> the ratings board of Nova Scotia. That's awesome. Do you want to know where this is from, Matt? I just found it. Yeah. That's nostalgia for you right there. It's video difference. I miss them. The last bastion of, of video stores. It was yes. video difference. Now talk about a movie renting experience. Yeah. That's, yeah. I was just, I used to live down, down by there and I would just like, I'd go there by myself. I'd just go there to browse. Cause, and yeah. that was, remember the one you were talking about, like knowing the clerks that worked at a store. And oh yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Video, video difference were like, those guys, were, if you worked there, you were like the coolest. Oh, definitely. Like that was the job that if you were looking for a job, you wish you had applied for before you got the crappy job that you're currently in. I know. Yeah. yeah. Here's now this one wasn't nostalgic to me, but this box and the box art takes me back to that era. And it is this copy of Blade Runner that I have Ooh. with the adult sticker. Adult. Oh, wait. Was because adult was like the equivalent of 14A to us. Yeah, now. it was. Okay, okay. Yeah, because on the back here it says 
14 adult accompaniment. But here's a movie that I did see early enough that left a big impression on me. The Exorcist. I was going to actually mention that too. Yeah, that's a good one. Just as a sidebar, the last year that they produced VHS was 2005. Not that outdated, but it was it was really deemed redundant. Yeah, well, upon release of DVDs, just like just like CDs did to tapes and vinyl before it. Mm -hmm. The minute that the new technology comes out and its availability and its compact nature. People are just like, throw it away. What a waste of space. The well, image. Yeah, like, like look, like the, all this stuff takes up a ton of space. VHS definitely hits different, as they say. It does hit different. Remember we had the auto-tracking VHS and it would fix itself? Yep. Smooth. Okay, I have one more. I've mentioned to you before. Oh, man. And remember you were talking about how some of my movies might be worth something? Sure. What? Podcast that we listen to, Colors of the Dark. Uh-huh. best horror films of the 70s said that this vhs i hold in my hand is pretty near impossible to get apparently uh-huh. this is pristine condition oh no martin wow <laughs> this video this is like it doesn't get any better than, i don't mean i mean it's like mint that's killer dude it's like anchor bay uh-huh. um, yeah who knows the anchor bay they were really like Arrow and Blue Underground and Severin, like they were really that first wave of making sure that the deep cuts got out. Yeah, the nine they were definitely like the Arrow and Severin and um like of the nineties. Yeah, Vinegar Syndrome, Anchor Bay Entertainment. Yeah, yeah. VHS, although outdated in terms of its technology compared to what we have today. Mm -hmm. our nostalgia will keep this kind of format alive Um, either in small circle productions, limited releases. Someone gets a hold of some blank tape and then they're like, Hey, you know, we're going to do a hundred of blah, blah, blah. And it's a Kickstarter. They'll sell out of that. Mm -hmm. It's just these circles of dedicated fans that will always come out just to see things in the box again. Yeah. Those are those, those are those moments that we talk about on the show. So is VHS nostalgia or nostalgia junk? It's both. It is the junk. It is nostalgia, but yeah. really it's the movies that make it junk or not. But nostalgic value will never die. Never die. Never die. So out of, out of our, out of our picks, mm-hmm. the ones that I have here, uh, the ones that I talked about from the past, uh, one that I glazed over, definitely. I just don't have it here. It's still, I think it's still in my parents' basement somewhere, but it is Jaws. Dr. Otto, that's junk. Is it great? Yes. Um, a compilation of Ernest's commercials, that's junk. Is it great? Yes. Tremors, that is not junk. Wayne's World is definitely not junk. Definitely not junk. Ghostbusters 1 and 2, not junk. I think that my body of tape here takes me back to video stores and finding it on the shelf begging mom and dad to take it home watching it falling in love with it right away um you know buying into franchises any sort of merchandise all of that stuff this is this is my history right Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be good but it has to be yours and you have to own it 
for sure. So what do you got? What, what, what do you think is junk and proper nostalgia for you? Like I, why do I still have them? Because they, they still represent that like era. And it's interesting to think that like going forward, like you were saying that now that's like 20 years since they've made a VHS tape, mm. but there's going to be a time when people will have like, they won't have existed to know the nostalgic nostalgia of watching demons or going to rent a VHS or even going to rent a DVD. So, you know what I mean? That like that nostalgia will die eventually mm. in terms of, you know, just life experience, you know, it's kind of sad, but it is. I guess it makes it more special to us, you know, it does make it more special to us. Uh, I mean, every generation is going to have something that another generation will not have and it will be special to them. That trip to the video store is by far like one of the most important memories for me as a child, um, kind of discovering movies, film. I use, I use the word film in childhood different than movies because film was the serious stuff. Movie was the fluff. <laughs> you can't get into something without starting somewhere first. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that going to a video store and discovering either the box art, the recommendations, what have you, that's from an era where we did not have the ability to say, nope, and turn something off and then pick something else right away. Mm-hmm. You had to commit to these rentals. Mm-hmm. You might have had to. You might have been lucky to get three. Maybe it was a long weekend. You were able to just dedicate your weekend's viewings to those only. Mm-hmm. And that's unlike using Netflix, Shutter, Prime, all of the above. You know, if you're bored of something, you can turn it off. If you were bored with one of these, maybe your ignorance just held you long enough to be like, well, I'm going to let it play out. Oh, always. Yeah, you'd at least watch it because you paid for it, you know. Yeah. Individual rentals, you know, where it's like now the cost of rental, especially with something like Shutter, It's like that's a month of Shutter is... The, what the cost of a movie rental used to be, you know, five ninety nine, six ninety nine, whatever it is. It's kind of wild. Thanks for joining us this week. We had a lot of fun actually being a part. This is our first successful attempt at doing a remote session. We tried one last year. Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> Video stores definitely a thing of the past. Kind of a library, as it were. But in any case, it definitely does mean something to us uh, to be able to hold one and pop it in, just let the tape play out. Just as much as it is a fond memory, it's a sad awakening to be like, this thing doesn't exist anymore, a video <laughs> rental store. And some of these some of these tapes and some of the movies that I own are not necessarily the ones that I rented, but they are my past that I would have seen either the box or known I should have watched when I was younger because my tastes were definitely confined to uh, Ernest and Monster Run Amuck movies because that's what I loved. Hey, here I am now. I'm, I'm happy where I am because of that. How did we end up like this? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know it's amazing we're, we're married. I mean, not together, but I mean, it would make, it actually would make more sense if we were married because of our tastes and, and bullshit. But you know, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised people love us. It's amazing. It's a miracle. And also a major shout out, this new community of podcasts on Twitter, hashtag the Illumipati. There's about 28 of us, really, really supportive individuals. Nice. 
been a lot of fun to kind of like reignite the juices to podcast again. Part of the fun about these old movies is like the taglines, the quotes, um, the critics' quotes, the descriptions. As we sign off here, I'm Kyle for Nostalgia Podcast saying, when fox meets wolf, fur flies, and laughs begin. Ugh. Hold on to your brain and let his mayhem of a movie unhinge you. Unhinge you. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> like the underbite is essential. Yeah.